Thank you for tuning into our podcast. My name's Austin. And I'm Josiah. And today is May the 4th, 2021, and we're recording this from Apex Friendship High School. And today we're going to be talking about designer babies and CRISPR, or clustered regularly in interspace short palindromic repeats. And designer babies are modified babies that can be modified in any which way the parents please by making their IQ higher or making them taller or a different eye color or uh, simply stopping them from contracting a disease that their parents had. And the main purpose that people would want this would be either to have a baby that won't, that won't carry on your disease or to have a superior baby. Yeah, and the way it works is through the use of CRISPR, which was actually a bacteria's way of locating and destroying viruses that come and infect them. Essentially, they have a snapshot of what the virus looks like or a way to detect it so that they can then find it, locate it, and eradicate it. Um, But we can also use this to locate genes in the human genome, which then gives us the opportunity to change them in some way by deleting or adding genes, which can totally change how it works. Uh, And so today we wanted to discuss just how CRISPR works and as well as the ethics and what the future could look like for that. Well, we we recently read a book called Frankenstein by Mary Shelley, which I'm sure most of you have heard of. Uh, It's essentially about this guy, Victor Frankenstein, who reanimates this uh, dead body. Uh, and as soon as he does it, he's like super excited to do it, but as soon as he does it, he's terrified of what he's created. He runs away, uh, but throughout the book, the monster is following him around, creating problems, killing people, and like framing others for it, just creating chaos. And eventually, the monster kills his wife. Yeah, and if you listen closely to what Josiah said, he said dead body, which means where do you get a dead body from? Victor got these... this these body parts from a grave and that's how he experimented he dug up dead bodies and gathered their parts which is not that morally right not to exactly. me, there's, yeah there's a lot of like uh rules laws about like what you can do with dead bodies you know you want to keep the sacred yes yeah. and this book was written in the 1800s but i don't think it was that moral back then <laughs> probably not so and then this kind of relates back to our topic of designer babies because because like what are the ethics in designer babies which we'll talk more about this later but and then and then Victor digging up dead bodies how does this how does this relate necessarily to uh to changing just a baby completely making them a completely different person right I think like one of the big things about the book uh is the fact that like his excitement for what he's doing immediately turns to terror of what he's created and so I think the fear for a lot of like emerging technologies specifically CRISPR and like designer babies is the fact that we might get caught up in the ambition of what's possible and cause us to lose sight of what uh, horror we could create for the future. Yeah we could become too motivated to to find new developments in, in designer babies and then not even realize what what we're doing wrong ethically or morally. Yeah. So I'm going to be talking a little bit about the history behind designer babies and CRISPR. 
And the first application of this was done in July of 2019. And it was, it was done on a baby whose father had the HIV disease, which, as most of you probably know, is a very contractable disease from parents to children. So these scientists uh, decided to modify its genes to, to possibly stop uh, the, the genes that could carry the HIV disease from being able to carry that disease. And, and I read this from Bruce Rose and Samuel Brown in their article, Genetically Modified Babies in a First Application of CRISPR. They gave some pretty good information on that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's crazy to see technology like that 10 years ago was just like very futuristic is actually sort of coming to pass. Now, that's not to say we're anywhere close to what we can do with this technology. Like in the future, you can technically, or at least it gives you the ability to modify anything that is impacted by genes, which is a lot of things about you. You know, it can be IQ, it can be athletic ability, uh, eye color, hair color, just like any feature uh, can be changed. That's not to say it's easy, because for a lot of those things like IQ and height, it's like it's not just one gene that controls it. It's hundreds to thousands of genes. And so actually taking being able to locate each one of those is a lot more difficult than it may seem. Uh, not impossible, but uh, especially when you get into like how realistic is this for like the average person, that's not it's not really something that they could do because right now it's banned for, for people, but even if it got to the point where it was safe, it would definitely be a lot more expensive and a lot more, uh, it'd be above what most people could afford, which could start to create concerns of like only the rich have access to it, which creates like a lot of social divide in, uh, in society, which we'll get more into later. But I thought it'd be interesting to bring up now. Yeah, that's true because, I mean, imagine a society where we have these superior kids and then these kids who are just normal. It wouldn't really work that well. And that's why many people are, are very hesitant towards this. Yeah, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think just the idea of editing somebody in like a way you can't control, like it's not like you're learning to be more athletic by working out. It's like you're literally changing somebody, like who they'll become. It's just, that's weird. It could almost become a superpower. Yeah. So we've briefly discussed the ethics, but we really want to get into the heart of the issue now. Um, So a lot of the pros are that it can prevent disease. Uh, You can get... Uh, smarter people by raising IQ in theory. Um, You can also just improve human ability uh, through the changing of their genes. The issue with it though is that uh, first of all you're experimenting on people and that's always problematic because you don't know what's going to happen like you could ruin somebody's life by doing that. Um, As well as you could create a social divide between Uh, babies that have been modified and so people that grow up and have been modified to be better uh, and then people who couldn't afford that and so like they're they're not as advanced because they just weren't given that ability from birth 
Yeah, I mean, imagine a society where the high class is all, all of these designer babies who were made to be these perfect five ten males with strong males who have blue eyes. Even they could get it could get so specific <laughs> like that, you know. Josiah yeah. and I talked about this earlier, but and then right. and then the just the ethics of experimenting on parents and unborn babies and like we don't know we don't know like the risks of this because the first experiment was done just two years ago so we don't really know what could happen but we do know that this could create a big divide as we've learned in history yeah but if you think about it from the sense that we're technically able to uh pr produce like the best offspring by selection uh, basically, it's like, I'm only going to marry people and have kids with people who I think would improve the human race. It's like, that's technically an ability we have now. So if we wanted to do that, we could. Uh, so some people's belief is that since that's already, already technically a possibility and we're not doing it, why would we then try to uh, create like, that social divide? through a much more difficult means of changing their genes when we can already do it now through an easier way. Yeah, I completely agree. And also, it's just like the fact that uh, that you can create these like special special people who who are just have a leg up in society. It's like it's like if if, if I'm applying for a job and then and then I'm going up against a designer baby who has way more skill at this job than me, then I'm not going to get the job, and I'm just going to be pushed down to the bottom of society. Right. Like, also think about it. You're trying to find somebody to date. Like, right now, I'm an ideal human to date. I, <laughs> <laughs> I would agree. I got, I got a nice face, a nice body. You know, what's not to like? But then imagine it's like suddenly I have a ton of increased competition there. That's, that's not fair. I don't like that. So we talked a little bit about the ethics, but what do you think should be done if the ethics are broken? Like if, if, if I'm a, if I'm a experimenter and I do something that I shouldn't do on a newborn baby, like how, how should I be punished or taken accountable? What do you uh, think that? That's really hard. I mean, obviously I think you gotta think, uh, you gotta take into consideration like what type of consequences you're causing. Like if you are uh, causing harm to a person, like that's definitely a uh, reason for jail. Uh, definitely ruining your reputation. Uh, a lot of fines. You'll probably get sued. Um, but just like the way we normally we handle like uh, hurting somebody now through just like physical means like stabbing, shooting, that type of thing, I would imagine we'd carry over in a similar manner for how you impact somebody while they're in the womb. Yeah, and I think the the thing behind that would be, especially if I knew or if this experimenter knew the, the risk behind this because this could be a very risky thing. Like if they don't, they should still be held accountable. But if they know that they can hurt or kill the baby or the mom, then they just shouldn't be doing that in the first place. Yeah, totally agree. All right, Josiah, so what exactly do you think about designer babies? Like, what do you think should happen with them? 
Yeah, I think from a concept point of view, it's really cool to be able to, you know, change uh, a person to be able to make them stronger or, like, smarter, uh, prevent diseases like that. I think that's all, like, that's cool to think about. Yeah. But I think realistically, when you think about, like, how that's going to impact people, it's like, you're sort of saying, like, one trait is better than another, and that's, like, not really true. So it opens, like, the door to, like, a lot of discrimination. It's like, how do you pick what traits are better for people to have? So it's like a lot of benign traits are, like, just physical traits. You can't select for it at all because it's like that would be wrong. You're taking away from who the person is. Um, I think disease is, like, a good thing to be able to uh, prevent, but I think just starting with that, it opens the door to a lot of more issues. Yeah, and I agree in the fact that I think if the main reason we use this was to prevent diseases from spreading, especially from parent to child, I think that would be a great purpose. But then if we, if we did that, we would have to have strict ethics and guidelines behind that. So that we wouldn't end up, so that we wouldn't end up creating everybody to look the exact same. Everyone to be five ten male, <laughs> or I mean, we'd have females too, obviously. But five ten male with brown hair, you know, like people would be. People need to be different. Otherwise, we're gonna create a world of all these rich people who are creating these babies that they just want to be on the next level. Right. Like there's a lot of uniqueness in how the world is now where there's so much diversity there's so many different perspectives but it's like we all can come together and share that and create uh, a society where there's like more information and more experience than ever because everybody's coming from a different place and then intermingling and it creates a much better place for everyone yeah and if we were all the exact same then what would we have to share with each other like what would we have to learn from each other you know it would just right. create this world of one boringness and two just separation between people who are modified and people who aren't. Yeah. So I think like a future where we can prevent disease is good. It's definitely hard to control. It's like what's the difference between uh, changing one gene and another? Yeah. It's like how can you make sure that only one of those is like someone will only do one of those? Um, but I think ideally you have regulations and people follow them. But I don't know if that's realistic. If people were to follow the regulations, I think this could be a great thing. But otherwise, I don't think so. Yeah. All right, y'all. That wraps up what we had to talk about today. Thank you guys so much for listening through. And I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day.